This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. They expect me to walk away from Luton with nothing. I'll make very sure there's nothing to walk away from. Hello and welcome to the Oak Road Hatter podcast. I'm Billy Mully. Today, joined by Jamie Castle following yesterday's 3-1 defeat at Aston Villa. Jamie, how are you getting on, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Um, weird it being a Monday after a Sunday game. So you're, you're, you're um, used to it being a, a day off after a football game, but no, back, back to work today was a bit of a sore one. Um, not the best away day, I, I, I should say. Aston Villa away, not, not just because of the the result but because of the, the the bits around it there was no away pub no beer on the ground so it was a, a bit of a dry occasion around especially with the dry home atmosphere as well um but tick that one off so and they wouldn't give us the ball back would they they're just keeping it by themselves <laughs> yeah it was like this year year seven v year 10 complex wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> Well, before we get started today, we can finally announce our big giveaway that we've been talking about for the last few weeks. The prize available to our lucky winner comes in three parts. There are three lots of prints from Matthew J. Wood. If you haven't seen his prints, um, we'll, we'll make sure to tag him and his artwork into our tweet announcing this fully. Uh, so that's three pieces of artwork from him. Um, we've also got one 23 24 Luton Town shirt. You can choose the size, you can choose which one you want. And then we've also got the championship playoff final CFAX mug. Three really, really good prizes there. One lucky winner 
and to enter make sure to subscribe to oak road hatter on youtube share or retweet this post when we put it out on the different socials and tag three people in the comments for an extra entry i think this is probably the best giveaway we've done yet jamie um glad that we can do it um and and who knows who knows who can win hopefully it's um well, we hope it's a Luton fan. We don't want it to go to a randomer. <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. And who knows? You you might might try and do something to make sure it goes to a Luton fan. Um, I'm not, not going to disclose that, but yeah, I, I think the fact that they're Luton related giveaways is it's got it's, it's got to be a Luton fan, really, isn't it? Yes, it has to be. I can't I imagine that Watford fan wins it. That would be that be the end of us. <laughs> That'll be the end of We had a good run. <laughs> Well, we'll go straight in today with too good, too bad following yesterday's defeat at Villa Park. And the the way we're going to start it off is the ones from Twitter. We had two on Twitter, one from LTFC Dave, who said it, we did well to stay in the game when it looked like it could be embarrassing. We got through the game without any more injuries, which Jamie, it's a real, real positive at the moment, given particularly the, the back line the fact that we can go through 90 minutes and not add another player to that, to that growing injury list. Yeah. I, I, I can't lie. I was really nervous when I saw Osher on the team sheet. I, I was delighted because I think he deserves to play for Premier League football and he's a, he's a fantastic player and I think will be fantastic for us this season. But just that, that niggling fear that it, it could be too soon. He could pull up and then we'll lose him as well. And I think you probably don't risk, someone so vital to to you in terms of a centre-half in the game away at Villa where you've got a, a small chance of getting a result from. Um, so really happy for him to him to come through it, albeit only 60 minutes, but played well and most important thing, came through it with no injury as far as we, we, we were aware of, no, no flare-up of, of any sort of muscles. Um, so Touchwood, he's he's fit and able to go for Liverpool at home. And going on to the two negative aspects of the performance from LTFC, Dave, very tepid performance, didn't expect a result, but felt we made it far too easy for Villa. And then the second one, attacking play was poor until Villa eased off. Going on to L, also on Twitter, good that it was only minus two goal difference. And the other positive element that we're still only one point off Bournemouth both have very tough games coming up and his negatives no shots on target and only taken the lead one game this season funnily enough that was our only win we'll go we'll go first Jamie minus two goal difference doesn't seem too bad considering what we spoke about Villa in the preview how dominant they've been at home how relentless they have been going forward to limit them to, to, you know, only beating us by two goals. And when you probably consider how the game played out, that has to be, that has to be a positive. Yeah, a big win. I mean, they went three in the luck, what, with half hours to go or something like, something like that. So at that point, I'm, I'm thinking, please don't let it be four, five, six, which it could have been. And Rob said in his, in his post-match press conference that it's really important that they instil a, philosophy and, and, and a strategy to not go under because 
we're already 10 games in and what, what are we on now? Minus, minus 11 goal difference, but you've got Sheffield United on minus 22. I think Burnley's on something like minus 17. Um, and okay, you're getting into the real detail there of, of goal difference, but that, that's what it could come down to. Um, so it's really important in those moments to, to not go under and lose by fours and fives. Um, a positive to get one back and make it minus two, but at 3 0, there was calls to sort of oh put them under pressure and go for it like like but it's like you're not you're not gonna gonna get a point back from three 0 down so why why risk it and and lose fours and fives like with with, with fifteen to go I'm like Martinez just stand on the ball in your own box please and just just like sort of see the game out because um, that that for me is what it comes down to I don't I don't want to be be regretting next May that in, in October last year we, we pressed Villa too hard and conceded two more goals and then go down by by one goal by one goal difference. You just don't want that to happen. Um so I appreciate as fans we're ambitious and we really want to show what we can do, but I think there's just a time and a place and three 0 down away at Villa with half hour to go is certainly not the time nor the place given that they've they're now twelve straight home league wins. And the going back to L, his uh, second good, uh, sorry, his his first bad point was there was no shots on target. Do you think we created as much as you would have thought? Do you think that the I think we all expected the game to play out the way it did in terms of Villa having lots of possession, us having to be patient and and then break. Did you think we'd see a bit more joy? Did you think we'd create more to to test Villa? Given that you know they have conceded a fair few goals at home and and away, but but we also know the massive threat they are going forward. I think a lot of it's game state. I think at nil nil, that I think first ten minutes they they, they obviously got through with the RB on on their right, our left quite easily, and that caused the switch of Mengi and Osho in, in that back three. After that, we certainly got a bit tighter and didn't give give away too much. And then going forwards, there, there was a bit of a bit of joy on transition, but it was just that final ball, final pass that didn't really create in anything statistically down as as a chance. But I think there's still positives in the fact that we're winning the ball back and trying to transition up the field. Um, do I want us to see us create more? Absolutely. Should we? create more or do we need to create more to get results in this league absolutely but there's also re- reckon you've got to recognize the fact that Aston Villa at home are phenomenal at the minute 12 home straight league wins they're fifth in the league for a reason and yeah they're fifth but what are they 22 points from 10 games now if you're getting 2.2 points per game in the Premier League you're doing something right and you can't lose lose that that context from 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 what we're saying here um if if it was a Burnley away or a Sheffield United away, one hundred percent, I think you you can not slate the the, the players for not creating uh, uh, chances, but you can certainly sort of add a bit more critique to that. But Villa away, they've got a great back four. They've got um, Paul Torres and Conza. I think Conza should be getting in the, in the England side. Paul Torres was playing for a good side in Spain like last year. They've got two great midfielders. Kamara was at Marseille in Liga. Douglas Luiz has, has played at this level, at this level for, for, for a few years now. We're like, we're not going to play free flowing, and we're not going to create a lot of chances against sides like that. What what for me is a bigger concern is converting the chances that we do have. You, you've got Carlton Morris now who hasn't scored 
for a while, certainly from open play. And I think the one or two chances that he has had over the over the course of the last few weeks, he's not made enough of. And that, for me, would be the bigger the, the, the bigger concern rather than the not creating chances because we're not we're not going to create two three xg away from home at Aston Villa. We're not going to get three, four, five clear cut chances. Like just isn't going to happen. We're going to get one, two at most in any away game against the top half. And it's for me, it's converting those chances, not necessarily creating more chances. Then going on to Facebook, we had another um, we, we had another comment for Too Good, Too Bad uh, from Mark Buckingham, who said Kaminsky and the fans were his too good um, and too bad, second to everything, nothing on target. And I think it's fair to, to mention Kaminsky here. Um, some some very good saves, a couple of shaky moments as well. Uh, to, to of course have to give context of everything, but by and large, he was very impressive. Um, growing in confidence, I think each game, and you can, I think Kieran and and you made different comments about this recently. But the the going from Kaminsky, um, going sorry from Horvath to Kaminsky. I don't know which way around, but one of you said it was a big upgrade. One of you didn't quite agree, but I think it's it's stretching to that big upgrade now because he's put in last four or five weeks some really, really strong performances and he's becoming, I guess, what we were hoping he would be. Yeah, he's everything that Blackburn fans said he would be. I think kicking certainly can do a bit of work. He's certainly not the best with, with, with his feet. Um and compared to like a Sluga who was was good with his feet, for example, um, he, he does he, he does need some work, and I think that's what what we need to work towards as as we look at recruitment in in the next few years. But we're at a level now at the Premier League, one of the the basement boys that's called us. We, 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 we're we're a, a club that will do any, will do anything to stay up, and clubs like that need shot stoppers, and that for me is what he is. Um, excellent shot stopper. He he saved it for, from being four or five yesterday, without a doubt. Um, and yeah, growing in confidence is, is spot on. Uh, he, he's getting better game by game. I had a few shaky moments at the start of the season, but I can't really remember in the, in the last three or four games where he's made a glaring save mistake in terms of either dropping the ball or... or I mean, yeah, There was one point where he, he probably should have caught it rather than punched it. Um, early on yesterday, but for me, I put that down to Osho was sort of in front of him, going to head it, and you you just don't want to try and catch it and then, and then fumble it. So that for me, that there's a bit of a mitigating circumstance there. But all round, really happy with Kaminsky, and for me, it was man of the match for us yesterday. Yesterday was the first time where um, I watched the game from home, watched it through the TV, and. Obviously, go into all the games. You think you, as fans, think we're as loud as anything. But hearing us through the TV yesterday, it was quite a proud moment. Um, we, we've heard all season from opposing fans that we, we've been really good, and of course, that's what we expect given given how how much of an achievement it is to get to the Premier League and to be going to all these places. But just hearing our fans yesterday with how dry it was, Jamie, you mentioned that at the start. Um, it, it does bring heads to your back in heads to the back of your neck, and it it it, it makes you so proud to be a Luton fan. Um, 
but what was it like to be there yesterday? Yeah, excellent. And I think you know, it's hard to not get up for a game, really, when you're playing at Aston Villa at Villa Park in the Premier League. Um, so I don't think we deserve excellent praise because it's, it's the context. It's, it's what we've all wanted for so long. So it's all down to us to make the most of it. Um, but in an atmosphere that was so sterile from the home fans, um, I, I get it. It's Luton Town at home. Um, I get it. It's 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 an easy home win, but you, you should be buzzing and jumping. The fact that you're European football, you've got Alkmaar at home in, in a few in, in in like a two weeks time. I think they've got Alkmaar at home. Like they they should be well up for every game at the minute, but they, they were really quiet. So it was down down to us as an away end to create the atmosphere, and we did. And at the end of the game, despite losing three one, convincingly we were all there whilst the Villa fans were walking out and that, that just says exactly where we are as clubs at the minute. Um, we're just me- making the most of, it, of every second at this level, um, whether it's our only year for now or whether we, we stay up, who cares? We, we just, just got, got to make the most of it. We're going to head into a short break, but when we're back, we will give our own analysis of the 3-1 defeat at Villa Park yesterday. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We are back for part two of today's episode following Luton's 3-1 defeat at Aston Villa yesterday afternoon. And one thing that we mentioned and we probably over-mentioned in the preview was the fact that Aston Villa are a very good side. Um, We continue to praise them. And I think that display was proof in the pudding as to why we were so complimentary to them. Yeah, I think you you said off air that Everything that we not necessarily feared but expected came to light. Um, just just the way they they transition, that they're they're off the ball movement. Um, that they, they are that they're a very hard team to play against. I think tactically probably harder to play against than someone like a Liverpool or Man United in terms of their their, their runners and their structure. It, it's it is unique in terms of. I I hadn't watched them as in detail as obviously I did on on Sunday, but the way. Kamara drops into like a back three and Matty Cash plays as like a, a, a right wing and Dinya's sort of like le- left wing as well. Like it is so hard in terms of their on V off ball uh, shape and, and just sort of all round setup. Um, so Emery's doing a fantastic job. I certainly think they have every chance of breaking into certainly the top five, though when they are fifth, but top four certainly isn't, isn't out, out of the realm of a possibility. Albeit there are four very good sides in City, Liverpool, Spurs, and Arsenal at the minute. Um, but yeah, full of praise for Villa. 
Um, having said that, just frustrating in terms of the goals we conceded. I think first goal is avoidable. It's just a set piece play, and it's it's straight from the training ground, right? Where DRB across the face of goal to John McGinn fakes it inside and or outside, then slots it away with his right foot, which you think, yeah, okay, but it's well worked from their perspective in terms of training ground set piece. But if you go away to a side like Aston Villa, you need to not concede goals like that. If they carved us open, hands up, fair play, you're a fantastic side and we're fighting relegation. But that sort of set piece is annoying. Um, then the second goal, it's sort of a second phase knockdown from Leon Bailey, who isn't the tallest. So how he's sort of won that, knocks down Diaby. Good finish, to be fair to Diaby, but still loads of space in the box. And then third goal, a bit of a comical one goal from Locks. Not, not much he can do about it, but stopping it before source, we, we, we talk about loads in terms of don't let it get there in the first place. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm in, in, in between full of praise for Villa and also sort of critical thinking in terms of how, how we need to do things better in just in, in those moments. It was an interesting one because I think they were technically, tactically and, and probably even mentally superior. Um, work rate, though, from, from Luton is something that you can never question. But I found it quite weird looking at a few reports today. Um, one player in particular, Zaniolo, I thought he saw a lot of joy. I thought his movement was excellent. He got into some very, very good positions, but he, he received a lot of crit criticism from Villa fans. Um, more output-based and, and more when he got on the ball. But we found it very, very difficult to contain him. Um, Diaby as well, that double movement that he continued to do, caught out Mengi on a couple of occasions, caught out a couple of other defenders as well. It was the intelligence of their movement, which I didn't really expect. I just thought the technical ability of Diaby and McGinn was what was going to unlock us. But I think it was more off the ball and the patterns of play that were undefendable at times but then the goals that we did concede as you as you mentioned they're very avoidable when looking at them in in isolation um so yeah it's a bit of a weird mixed feeling where you know we can be in awe of how well Villa played and we can give them all, all the praise in the world but at the same time the moments that counted we we you know defended quite feebly at times it's a, a a weird one it's a weird one to get your head around but going on to some of the comments that I've seen from Luton fans is, is that we showed them too much respect and I think that was mainly directed at you know two three nil down where we continue to, to defend really really deep um, inviting Villa to you know play their football but by that time they'd slowed things down they were you know they were still trying to break us down but they were equally happy to to keep hold of the ball and, and be really patient. Um, do you think we afforded them too much respect? Do you think that we should have tried to press higher and try and, you know, apply pressure quicker? Or, or do you think by remaining as tightly as we could have been, that was the best way to, you know, reduce reduce goal difference, which could be, could be vital come the end of the season? This, this notion of, Showing too much too much respect is is a is a difficult one to to, to navigate. So I I get the foundation for it. You're a match going fan, having travelled to Birmingham, paid the money by a train or car, or got the match ticket, and and everything that go, that goes alongside it. And 
you want to see your team try their utmost, not not from a work rate perspective, but to try and get the ball and play the football that you want you want to see. Um, so I, I get the frustration as a fan. I, I'm the same. It's not nice to watch when they've got the ball between their back four, playing it left and right, and we're sitting off them and could in moments press, but that there's there's times where you press and then they're like one, two, three, four, and they're through one goal. And it's just like, it really is time and a place. And I think if anything, it was probably, it was a bit too much respect at nil nil. I think you're, you're pressing. And I think it's then go, well, it's more the respect when you win the ball and then try and transition forward. I feel like sometimes players weren't looking forward fast enough. I think there was a time where Jacob Brown got the ball a couple of times and was part, always was always passing backwards because he, he was almost a, was was afraid and was too respectful of the defender to take them on or try and try and part, pass sort of through the lines. I think that for me is the the element of respect that frustrates me. I think from the from the off the ball pressing respect, I, I get it. It's at the two three nil sort of stage of the game. The game to an, to, to, to an extent is done, and it's difficult to say that on the back of a Forest game where we've come from two two down to draw two two. But even that is is rare. You, you like I I'm pretty sure we will not do that again this season. Probably max one other time where we're going to come from two 0 down away from home and, and and get a point. So if you're two or three 0 down at Villa, why a stress yourself and risk injury? Imagine if. Morris or Ogbené went to get the ball, but then is involved in the challenge or a hamstring and and gets gets them out of play. And then B, if someone presses, gets past beyond, and suddenly then you're a man down in in that shape. I thought in the first half, tactical shape, we were as good as you can be away at a side against Villa. I think first five minutes, the RB got a lot of joy, as as I said, against Mengi, but then we, 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 we worked out, switched Osho Mengi around, uh, around. And then from their one in, they didn't really create too much. There was obviously the Watkins chance that, that Kaminsky saved, that was a worldly save, but I thought that was offside from DRB anyway. So I think you can probably chalk that one off. But other than that, I, I can't really think of a glaring like, wow, like we've been outplayed on two or three occasions here. The shape was, was nigh on, perfect um and it's just annoying that there was a Kabore foul down on the right wing that was it a foul it's tough I, I don't know it's hard to see from from the away ends and then across the goal drum again outside goal one nil other than that if you go in half time nil nil you're buzzing um and then come out second half they get a second goal within, within five minutes and, and then it's it's game over um so yeah, it's difficult. I, I get people's perspectives on on respect, but there's almost that bigger picture at three 0 down. If Martinez has the ball in, in his eighteen yard box, let him have it there. End the game three 0 for, for all I'm concerned. It can't be five or six. I can probably draw a lot of comparisons to Villa throughout uh, the way Tottenham carved through us. In that first half, I think mm. in terms of the attacking movement and the fact that they continued and continued to carve us open, I think I can see a lot of comparisons to that. But I also think if at two, three nil, I do think if we would have pressed higher, loads of gaps would have surfaced and 
they they probably would have been in for five or six. I think we could have been talking mm. about a five five six um, goal loss. And as I mentioned uh, just before we started, there goal difference could be vital this season. And as frustrating as you mentioned for for match going fans all the way to travel and and not see their team press and and really go for it at a certain point. I do fully get it. I do get why this defensive shape that Rob Edwards has, has continued to mention its importance. I can see why it is important for him. And I think the fact that we stuck to our guns and came away with a 3-1 defeat could actually be pivotal come the end of the season. I think we could look at a game like this and think, I get it now. Um, and I think... Another good example of this is probably Burnley. The way Burnley play football um, on the ball, Premier League, Premier League ability, their quality, they have, they can carve most teams open. Um, but they've been beaten by three, four goals quite often this season already. And it's that expansive nature. It is that desire to press high, which against us, it works perfectly well. But against some of the the better teams against the Villa, you you could imagine uh, Burnley getting sliced open time and time again. So yeah, it's it's a weird one because there's no real right answer, and and probably time will tell come the end of the season, and and if it comes down to goal difference. Um, but but ultimately, I think I I get it. I get it from Rob Edwards' perspective. I get it from the the um, staff's perspective that goal difference could be vital and continuing to work on this defensive shape will probably reap its rewards in, in games to come when we are under man, uh, massive, massive pressure. We'll go on to something a little bit different here, Jamie. What elements of the performance uh, did did uh, sort of please you? Were there any performances in particular or any aspects of the game that you can take positives from something that that we can go into this rest of the heart um, harsh fixture list and and you know really take a lot of positive positivity from I thought subs again did change the game um in our favor not not change massively as much as Forrest but I thought the subs were were good which showed a bit of squad depth um Chong is looking a bit better. Still has a bit to go, but came on that on that left and caused caused a bit of um, not, not damage, but caused, caused some interesting moments. Um, Eli for me, I think he's 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 looking a handful um, and really is starting to ask the question in terms of Carlton Morris now. How much longer can how how much longer can Carlton Morris go without? causing too much of a threat before you think Eli get, gets his chance. Um, and then the two again, Townsend um, and obviously Barkley started, but but those two in particular I thought were were, were brilliant. Um, Barkley all game, Townsend when he, when he came on caused, caused a bit of threat. Um, lacks a bit of pace. I think there was this one time where he was thrilled and goal and got caught up pretty easily from, from, from was it Conz or Torres? Um, but yeah, I think in terms of this, the the all round squad picture, I think we're we're in a decent shape, barring the the, the defensive um, issues in terms of injuries. Um, so yeah, I think that probably for me is the one takeaway where I'm like, okay, yeah, I think there's definitely escape to change system or or change personnel and 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 get some more joy. 
Let's go on to Gabe Osha. You mentioned the, the defensive situation and at the start. You mentioned the fact that you were surprised to see Osho's name on the team sheet. We were pondering over a potential four at the back. We did get 60 good minutes under his belt. I think it's fair to say he had a, a decent enough game considering the, the task at hand and considering how the game played out and completely bombarded with Villa attack after Villa attack. Um, probably not the nicest game to come back come back into, but I think it was really important in his recovery and in the, the process of getting back to, to full fitness. Yeah, really happy. Can't really ask for much more. As you say, first game back from a, a lengthy injury, first game in the Premier League, um, away at an Aston Villa side that are, as we've mentioned before, very, very good. You can't really ask for much more. Um, and if you were to compare the the Mengi Viosho, right, Mengi got caught out on multiple occasions down that down that left hand side against Diaby. You switch Osho, and then Diaby had a lot less joy. And I think that just shows in terms of his ability. I think he's everything that we need in a Premier League defender going forwards. I think he clearly he's got some improvement to go, and he definitely has has a, a higher ceiling. But for me, I've got no doubts that that, that, that he can get there physically. I think he he's excellent strength and and pace. He's and he's and he's pretty agile as well. Um, so yeah, really promising. If you look at the games coming up, we, we, we're going to need him given the injuries to Burke and Anderson and Bell. Um, so he's he's a, a a big positive for us at the minute, and and hopefully he can stay fit because if 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 he can stay fit and he he can improve then he's going to cause Burke some issues when Burke's back as well because that that's going to be a a, a very interesting battle um maybe even do you move what one inside and drop Lockyer because he's he's been far from from excellent this season so far um so when everyone's back fit we've got some really good options at at centre half in that back three um so it'd be really interesting to see when everyone's back fit who who that sort of first choice back three is. Jamie, let's talk Issa Kabore um, back into the starting 11 for, for yesterday's game. Um, somewhat of a villain at Villa Park. Um, I think he, he wound up the, the Villa fan base at, at a few occasions. But it was a really, really interesting situation for me because there were some parts of his performance that really impressed. I thought going forward at certain points, he, he looked really good. He brought a lot of energy, um, also made a few good tackles in good positions. But there was also some elements where um, I go back to a, a cross in the first half, um, a few fouls that he gave away. Um, it was a, a fair bit of inconsistency in his performance, but I'm still seeing a, a fair few positives. What do you make of his his performance as, a, as an overall um, conclusion? I think his performance in that one game has summed up his season so far, really, is is the inconsistencies. Um, you can definitely see what he has in terms of potential. Um, but he's a young boy. He's, he's early 20s on loan from Man City and he's not going to be at Man City for no reason. Clearly, they see something in him. Um, it's his first Premier League season, so it's, you, you add that context. So, yeah, very inconsistent at the minute. And you just hope that of all the players that you want to play through form and through consistency, it's probably going to be him because if, if he can get a run of games going in, in a back five, he's one that can cause a lot of threat down that white. He's um, very athletic. There was a couple of occasions where 
you'd think he would have no chance in the foot race because he's about 10 metres back, but it was no issue whatsoever for him. Even caught up Lockyer when he was miles ahead. Um, so, yeah, I think I can see so much positive in his potential. There's a few a, a few areas, like you said, there was a ball right in the far, in the far right from where the, we were in the UA ends where it's a cross and he just puts it into Ray's head and it's just so frustrating because that, is that's a chance. Okay, it's not a, a chance on paper because it's a cross that's been put out of play. But if he puts that in 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 the box, you've got two forwards in the box in space. That 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 is a fantastic chance to get to to to, to score. Um, so that's what's frustrating. Um, but that's the difference in where Luton Town are and where Aston Villa are. Aston Villa have a Matty Cash, who is one of the best fullbacks in the league or best best. Well, yeah, he's a fullback. He plays in the back four, but he basically plays. White, white wing at the minute, starting for Poland. Um, that's that's where we are. So you, you almost have to just, just take it on the chin, and 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 what we can afford versus what what other teams at Atlas League can afford. Um, but yeah, I'm very much of of the opinion that we just need to play him through it because I think we we could certainly get to February March next year, and he's playing week in week out and putting in some very good performances. I think going to Kabore, I think us fans can be so output driven and so driven and remembered by the moments that he creates. But I think the the thing that's impressing me at the moment is his desire to get into positions, attacking positions, his bravery. He's not shying away from making those runs and getting into those positions. So there's a lot of potential. I've got a lot of confidence that that he will become consistent, consistently good because I think he's got the attitude for it. Um, it's just when when he gets into those moments, can he bring that composure? And we've seen it. We have seen it in glimpses. Um, you go back to the Fulham game, where I think from crossing positions, he was very good. Um, there was another couple of games as well, where when he got in behind, he did cause problems and he did have that kind of composure. But he just needs to gain consistency somehow. And I think that's only going to come through through playing games on a consistent basis. Well, that is all for today. A big thank you, Jamie, for coming on and a big thank you to everyone watching, listening. As we said on the top of the show, the giveaway that we've been dangling in front of your faces is finally going to be live as of this week. Um, so just as a reminder, there's free um, a free part prize, which is free lots of LTFC print from Matthew J. Wood. There's 22. 23 24 um shirt of your choice home way third you choose and then we've also got the um it's a, a prize that a lot of uh, Luton fans have have got or have wanted it's the championship playoff final cfax mug um yeah i, I guess that game is going to be forever in our memories but why not have it printed on a mug um as we said at the top of the show, it's the biggest giveaway we've done so far. Um, certainly the most impressive one we've done so far. So make sure that you are subscribed to Oak Road Hatter on YouTube. You share or retweet this on social media. And if you want to get your name in hat for a second time, tag three people in the comments for that extra entry. That leaves me to say... The next two games are Liverpool at home and Manchester United away. What a time to be a hatter. But until next time, it is goodbye from us.
days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.